Greetings and welcome to One for the Road. I'm your host, Randy Schlichting, joined in studio as almost always with my good friend, Bob Carter. We're so glad that you joined us this day, wherever you are, to listen in to our podcast. Today we're joined in studio by Ron Hill. Ron is our new worship and arts director at Perimeter Church, and he's going to talk a bit about life and times and what it's mean to worship at Perimeter. And especially, I think we'll talk a bit about what does it mean to be an officer in the context of worship? What does it mean for you to enter into worship on a Sunday morning or Sunday evening, worshiping God, as well as connecting with those who are around you? Do your elder duties or deacon duties stop when you walk in the door on a Sunday morning, or are they magnified? So we'll talk about that a bit more and just get to know Ron. we really so, so glad that he's on staff with us here. So uh, listen, sit back, relax, enjoy, drive, keep your eyes on the road, whatever it might be, as we tune into this edition of One for the Road. Ron, you've been here uh, a little over a year now and heading up the Worship and Arts Department. Just, And I'd love for these guys uh, just to hear your heart, hear your heart about worship, and uh, just briefly just share with us, you know, your perspective on worship. So. <laughs> well, I, you know, perspective on worship, I think worship is a part of, uh, from a definition perspective, everything we do that's glorifying God. And so we have the opportunity to worship in everything we're doing, every moment. And so I think it's a real misnomer to think that uh, worship only takes place on Sundays mm-hmm. from a, a, a specific time period. Uh, we do influence it on a Sunday, and we have a great, the greatest opportunity to leverage that. But the other thing about worship is that it's not anything about us. There's nothing in worship that's about us other than a recognition of what God's done for us. You know, it's that it's that recognition of our own need to confess or to our reliance on God. But the, the act of worship is about the recognition of that that's bringing glory to God in everything that we're doing. So as I look at, uh, you know, uh, what we do on a Sunday from the time somebody gets out of the parking lot, out of their car, even into the parking lot, to the time they leave, the opportunity we have relationally to enhance their ability to encounter God is huge. Mm-hmm. And uh, we all play a big role in that. Mm-hmm. So. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, I think about, you know, I go, well, I don't want to be a consumer. You know, I come to worship and I don't want to be <laughs> Liar. a Liar. I know, I know. I don't want to be a consumer. But I'm, you know, I still get locked into this. Well, I didn't like this or I like this. And yeah. I mean, goodness yeah. knows, I know you have to deal with this every week. Uh, is there a way, I mean, I, not to say we can break that, but in essence, what helps with us kind of not having that mm. consumer mindset and coming with, you know, kind of like, I even tell people sometimes, I say, I really don't like that question, did you enjoy today? Mm-hmm. Just because it gets me thinking mm-hmm. consumeristically, but yeah. obviously we can't totally lose that. But how do we how do we have that heart of just walking in and saying, you know, I'm here to worship? That's a tough question Mm -hmm. because our humanity is so strong and our preferences and our tastes Mm -hmm. and our styles are so strong. I mean, I do it all the time. I go visit my kids and they live in different parts of the country and I go visit their church and I think, I couldn't stand that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) You know, and I have to. So it's a it's a constant question about really bringing yourself back to what is the purpose of us getting together and having corporate 
worship together with fellow believers. Mm -hmm. It's about bringing honor and glory to God. It's a heart deal. It's not about a style, whether I like the preacher exactly. It's about mm -hmm. God, what are you trying to teach me today? Mm -hmm. God, what is it I need to be in touch with that you're trying to do inside me today? Mm -hmm. And if it's, uh, if it's, it's not about what do I want, it's what do I need. <laughs> Those are two exactly. different things, I, I think. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's, a, it's a tough thing. I, one other thing on that, I think we actually perpetuate that a bit as a church. Mm -hmm. Because we get together with our friends afterwards and say, hey, mm -hmm. what'd you think of that? Mm -hmm. what'd you, did you like that? Mm -hmm. right. you know? And uh, I hear people saying, you know what, you're right. Yeah, that wasn't very good. Mm -hmm. I think as leaders in the church, if we were catching ourselves and helping others get caught mm -hmm. in the moment to say, uh, uh, when somebody says, yeah, you know, I just couldn't stand that this morning, say, being able to say, well, I was really, really blessed. Uh, what did God do in your heart this morning? You know, mm -hmm. just not even give it energy. Not right. give it, the, mm. you know, the because we perpetuate it very often. Mm -hmm. People complain when they get people to also agree with them. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I wonder, because this goes out, this is the first one we've done with you, Ron, and this goes out to elders, deacons, yeah. and um, I wonder if you can kind of give some thoughts on, hey, you've got, we've got almost 300 of them coming, plus their wives are coming. What would you, not that you're going to like put a grand expectation on them through the podcast today, but what would you love to see as they're coming to worship, because you already said, hey, it's not about you, don't fix it on you. Uh, look to the Lord, be changed by the Spirit. Uh, and they're also leaders in the church here, so there, there's a duty to, to shut down maybe naysaying, so to speak. Hmm. But also, what would you want them to flourish or promote or be doing when they're before, during, maybe even, even after a worship service on a Sunday morning here? That's a great question. I actually have the same... Uh, same thoughts as it relates to every one of our worship leaders as well, and uh, actually anybody in any kind of leadership role for the church. Um, what has God really done in your life? I think has got to be the first question, and is it real? Mm -hmm. Because if it's real, and if you really believe it, it comes out in your expression. When my, uh, when my son-in-law's college football team wins... He can't help but tell everybody how wonderful it was, mm -hmm. whether they want to hear it or not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's an expression that he can hardly help himself in. And I think when we've got the greatest transformation that could ever happen in our lives because of Christ, the best thing any elder, deacon, deacon's wife could do would be to allow that expression to be authentic and real to whoever they come in touch with on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. Because if that's expression of transformation is real people will not help but be able to be captivated by it drawn in by it and the there's a lot of hurting people that come in every sunday that we are so concerned about our own experience that this really is about mm. if we're living what christ has done for us and i'm not talking about walking around pollyanna yeah. you know not yeah. at all mm -hmm. but man if you really believe of what god has done in your life let it show in your body, your face, your expression, and step mm -hmm. in the leadership role that God's given you. Mm -hmm. That's good. good you know, I, I, I was convicted earlier this year just in terms of how little I found myself preparing for mm -hmm. Sunday. Yeah. You know, just showing up and going through the motions and doing it. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, and I understand everybody, everybody's in a different place. You, get, you got the young mom with the kids and 
she's trying to get them all ready and everything like mm-hmm. that. But just to some degree, uh, any thoughts about that in terms of how we prepare, how we prepare our hearts for this and not just kind of show up, just kind of, you know, yeah. gimme, gimme, mm-hmm. gimme, but that we're, yeah. we're expectant, mm-hmm. I guess the word mm-hmm. I'm thinking of. I think the cool thing is God works even when we don't, which is very cool. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. The, uh, Thank God. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm mostly banking on that, frankly. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And he, he, there's a tremendous amount of grace, and I'm so thankful for that. Um, I think sometimes we think that if I just get up early that morning and prepare my heart, you know, and I, and I think that's great. And I am a huge advocate of always making sure that, for me personally, I need to spend time alone, quiet, before I ever mm-hmm. get there because it gets way hurried. Mm-hmm. And I also have to be in prayer about the fact that every appointment that comes my way that day, I believe, is a divine appointment. Mm-hmm. I don't believe anything's by mistake. And for me to not take that opportunity, um, if my heart's not right, means I haven't steward, stewarded what God's given me. But all that said, just waking up in the morning and doing it, I think it, it's not, not enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find that I have to actually have throughout the week spent time thinking forward. Um, I tend to I tend to think time on Monday or Tuesday about past, about what God really working in my heart. What did he do over the weekend? Mm-hmm. And I'll ask my staff the same thing because it's so easy and all of us, you know, it's hard. You get busy in your jobs. But if I don't start midweek by starting looking what's what is going on and mm-hmm. God help prepare my heart for what's happening, by the time Sunday comes, it's behind. I'm too late. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a, a prep for what is available to, well, how we're available for God to use that has to come earlier in the week because mm-hmm. otherwise we get up and we, we read our Bible, we pray in the morning and we think, man, if I just get this in, I'll be mm-hmm. ready and prepared. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a journey. It's not a destination. Mm-hmm. And I That's think so. That's really good. You know, it's interesting. As he's saying that, I'm thinking most of you guys are in business somewhere. And I guarantee you, if I asked you on Monday, what does Tuesday and Wednesday look like this week? Many of you would say, well, Tuesday I got a meeting here. I got a potential development deal here. I'm working mm-hmm. on this. I got a legal thing here on Wednesday. Here's, and I get, got to get ready for those things because I want them to go well. So I wonder, yeah, is your speaking there, Ron, for me to say on Saturday, what, what's going on tomorrow, Randy? Oh, worship the living God between 1045 and noon. Well, what's going to happen during that? Well, there'll be a call. There'll be some singing. Some, I got a confession. There'll be a mm-hmm. sermon. I need to kind of get prepared for that to to to, mm-hmm. to be ready to receive what the Lord would have. And Bob, as you said, to be expecting that. That's a that's a great word picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a it's a reminder to me also that you know we we talk a lot about personal worship, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the reality of, of of us, I often think of it this way when we come together on Sunday morning. It's not me and God; it's us mm-hmm. and God. You know, we are mm-hmm. together on this, and uh, and the importance of that. And I, uh, you know, there's that individualism issue that we often have to address. Mm-hmm. But I love the reality of us of us coming together and uh, corporately doing that. So, and, and you know, one other thing, just with that, just kind of. And you've kind of touched on this a little bit, but I remember a guy said to me, he said, uh, you know, because he didn't like the music, so he goes like this. He goes, he goes, what I do is I stand outside. This is this is his actual words. I stand outside during the worship, 
and then I go in and here I hear the uh, preaching. Mm, so yeah, have we messed up that mm. word, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I catch myself all the time. Sometimes I I get frustrated when I have the title of worship and arts. Mm. I mean, because we all do worship, we've really mm-hmm. messed up the word itself. Mm-hmm. 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 And uh, oh, it, that's good. Well, any other thoughts about? In terms of elders, we talked about them coming there and being them being prepared. But um, when they're there, and we know guys uh, in deacons, you guys are awesome. Somehow you secretly, subtly come in and set up communion and that's juice, right. and that's incredible how that happens every week, weekend, and week out in the chapel in the hangar, right. and then also uh, as we need uh, in in the main and elders serving communion. And and Ron, maybe can you talk a bit about this whole idea of? Uh, prayer after the service, maybe any experiences you've had there, or mm. or just and Bob maybe also as a worship pastor, this whole idea of elders engaging there and the importance of that. Right. So either one of you guys, I, I what comes to mind there is a real distinction I I think between doing and being. Uh, I I think sometimes we think that the position that God's given us is about doing, and it's really not. It's about being. Mm. You know, when God has called us to certain leadership roles in the church, they are there are activities that go with that. There is the serving of communion. There is the setting it up. There is the prayer afterwards. But we begin reducing or thinking we fulfilled that by just fulfilling those activities. And I am a firm believer that what people really need is for you to just be you and the greatness God has made you with all your flaws, with all, all the bandages and all the stuff that goes with it and being available in that authentic way in that moment and finding that that is the most important thing you could be given to right then. And when you reduce it to a set of activities, it comes across as a set of activities. Mm-hmm. When you're asked to be the person up front to pray with people and you're doing it because, mm-hmm. oh, that's my week, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm not saying we're not fully given to it, but people can tell the difference between that and uh, this is what I really feel. Boy, this isn't me anyway. This is God working in me. I'm just a pair of hands here in a vessel. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that we cannot underestimate how absolutely critical and important it is for us to be able to be in those roles. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I could go on about the being on time, doing it accurate, doing mm-hmm. it with excellence. Mm-hmm. But you guys already do that. Mm-hmm. It's it's what you bring to it when you do it. Yeah, and, and mm-hmm. I think that it's, you know, hopefully not seen as an activity, but, and and I, I find myself failing every week, but it's asking that question of, am I loving? You know, God, mm-hmm. am I loving? You know, but it's interesting you, as you say that, because, you know, because, of course, Bob and I are both worship pastors, so we're up front often, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, you know, I have to kind of self-confess here when I'm not the worship pastor, then I'm a congregant. And I'm there, and Bob's giving the benediction and the doxology, and I'm thinking, how do I beat the Baptist down to the Zaxby's here? You know, I'm getting, I'm out of here kind of thing. And I want to confess that, and you know, but that's the first thought as opposed to thinking, oh, I could take a minute or two more here and really connect with those who are around me here. And because Ron, Ron and I were talking earlier about just this whole idea of People want to get to know someone, a face-with-face face face type thing. And I think for you guys who are elders, your wives, uh, deacons, uh, it, it really is, I don't want to say it's a, a key element of the job description, but it's easy 
but it's challenging so we know you want to get out and you maybe your wife got to go get her, the kids or whatever but just if you guys would think about that a little bit and i will too i just want to kind of commit to you guys here just sitting here next time i'm not up front to think stay stay for a minute connect with someone i don't know just to make because there's it's a big place and, and people can feel lonely kind of coming well, in here and it, i love that and even on the front end I mean, what came to mind yeah. was, was, first of all, Jesus had mm -hmm. places to go. And he mm -hmm. said, let's go, disciples, here we're going to mm -hmm. go. And the crowds came around him and totally blew that away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he mm -hmm. stopped and he waited and he did mm -hmm. what, was, what he felt was needed. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I think that not only do you, do you have that, uh, that desire to, on the back end to kind of get out, I look at the front end and I think, how many people come into our church um, let me, let me give you an example. We On Sunday night in the chapel, not all of you have been able to be able to, to, to be there. We've tried to start something a little different where we go out and mm -hmm. shake the hands of people who are mm -hmm. there. We're glad that you're here. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. In the beginning, some of the worship staff thought, well, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not the worship pastor. I'm not mm -hmm. the worship leader. I'm not the, you know. Mm -hmm. and But we are leaders in this group. And this is our church, and these are our, these are our brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. And I think as an elder deacon, to be able to, on the front end, also take the initiative to go to one or two or three people and just shake hands of people you don't know. Say, I'm glad you're here this week. I, you know, instead of feeling bad that you may not know them, that you should know their names, <laughs> mm -hmm. don't let that bother you. You just, mm -hmm. what's more important is the connection. And uh, we, we miss on the front end as much, I think, on the, as the back end. I think it's a good, it just takes a few seconds. Just takes a few seconds to do that, you know. It doesn't take long, long yeah. at all. So, hmm. well, it's a uh, um, there's that step in faith, I guess. Uh, and and maybe as leaders, we take that take that initiative. You know, maybe some of us are more that comes easier than other people. But uh, I mean, I just kind of echo this of just the ability to to touch hearts. Uh, and engage hearts on Sunday morning. And it doesn't necessarily mean you have to get into full-blown, they got to tell you every problem they're having or whatever, but just to be able to to, uh, to engage people. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. we can, uh, and I will say this, you know, I, I remember years ago where Randy, this woman told Randy Pope, she said, you know, I don't, you know, I don't have a ministry here at Perimeter Church. And, and basically... Uh, and I'm leaving because you didn't give me a ministry. <laughs> and and Randy said, you know, basically, if you look down the row every Sunday morning, there's a ministry mm -hmm. right there. You know, it's just mm -hmm. there's a whole ministry right there, and and that is true. I mean, absolutely, because everybody is is challenged and dealing with something. So um, that's interesting. You know, as we're sitting here, I'm thinking from what you started talking about at the very beginning, this sense of people going, "I'm going to worship for me." And that's yeah. You know, okay. Whatever reason you got here, you're, if it's right. not a great, I'm here for me. So transitioning to, I'm here for him, for what he has for me. But I think as this conversation's unfolding, I'm thinking as elders, as leaders, it's we're here for him, but we're here for them. Yes. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. for us, if, every, if all of us would say, oh, I'm going on Sunday to church for them, for his people that he's called us to minister to, and it can be something as simple as a handshake before or after, I think it could, I hate to use the, be strong language, revolutionize what we do in worship here, but I think that could be awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay, we are out of time. As always, we run a lot quicker than we think we would, but man, we are so glad you're here. Yeah. So glad you're on staff doing what you do and shepherding how you're shepherding and leading and 
all the stuff you guys have got going on. It's really awesome. How um, could these guys pray for you? Tell, tell us one thing that they can kind of, as they listen to this podcast, they'll be in their car probably. But just, just one thing they can pray for you personally uh, or for worship, and then we'll close out. Um, I would say the biggest thing is that you can pray that our hearts would remain where they need to be and that um, we will uh, be as true and authentic and transparent as we need to be. Um, I think uh, that would be a huge thing. Satan always, Satan would love to see all of us fall. I, I think that we've uh, very often um, opened ourselves up a lot when we're on the front lines. And so uh, I really appreciate the prayer for the staff as they battle very often. Um, and, uh, and then staff. I mean, you all know Aaron left and Laura's been out. And so we're in the process of looking for the right people that God would send us. So we need you guys to pray. Awesome. Okay, we will do that. And hey, we want to get you back in the studio again because I think Bob and I would love to take a session with you. Just uh, I want to hear about your Good Samaritan experience. Just and the whole you're connected with what's going on there. I know you know people and whatnot, and just other stuff. So we'll we'll get you back in. You can confess then your deepest and darkest sin. So next time on One for the Road, Ron Hill Can't will wait. be confessing his deepest, darkest sin. So tune in for that. Thanks, guys, for listening to us as always, and we'll look at you next time. Thanks.